Great to be with you this morning. Uh, I love the way, I love that song, He Loves Us. That's going to be the focus of this morning, giving thanks because He loves us. And I got to tell you, as we start uh, this, uh, as we end this year and uh, get ready for the next, I want to look back at what we can be so thankful for in 2015. Personally, I am so grateful for the, uh, the work that Jesus has done on my heart. It's just left me at peace uh, this, this fall and, and early winter. I have experienced uh, some victories by God's grace alone, both personally and in projects that I've been working on, and it's just left me with this great peace uh, in my home. Um, I may be a little giddy because I'm about ready to enjoy a few days off this week, uh, even though I'll be on call, but I'm just grateful. I get My wife's going to be off, and uh, I've encouraged her, just do nothing <laughs> except serve me. Uh, just kidding, just kidding. No, I, 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 uh, I'm so grateful uh, to get to be with her and be with my sons this week. I hope you're going to enjoy uh, some time off or at least a slower pace this week. Uh, when I think of gratefulness, uh, I, I know a year ago as a church, we were just about ready to start the Louis Zamperini series, where we focused on the grace, faith, hope, and miraculous nature of his uh, life. And if you haven't read that biography, I encourage you to get your hands on it. Um, it's a great piece written by Laura Hildebrand. Um, a year ago, we were, at this very month, we were praying that God would give us victory and help us find a, uh, a few staff members. Uh, that's where we were. We had lost a couple staff members and we were praying, Lord, please provide for us. I remember some of those, um, those days in my office when uh, I was praying, Lord, we, we're just dependent upon you. And uh, God's provided. And I'll talk about that a little bit this morning. I remember a year ago, there were marriages that were struggling. Uh, some had made a decision to separate. Uh, some marriages had uh, already given up. And we have seen marriages reconcile this year. Uh, marriages where each spouse had said, this isn't going to happen. And they've, they've come together and are going forward together as a family. It's awesome. Uh, looking back at it, at at these uh, some, a few milestones this morning, I chose a passage of Scripture that was on my mind uh, this week, and I want to lead you through it. It's uh, Psalm 118. It's on page 425 of our Adventure Bibles. It is included in what is called the Psalms. I think I said song. I meant psalm. The Psalms of Hillel, or the Psalms of Ascent. They're the psalms that the Hebrew community used during any holiday or special festival. Psalms 113 through 118. And Psalm 118, ironically, was typically read at Passover. So Jesus' last week on earth, he would have read and sung this psalm. And I'm going to start there because it really captures what it means to look back for adventurers, but also to look back as family heads, as spouses, as singles, to look back on your year and uh, give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Uh, that's, the, that's the beginning here. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, His love endures forever. Say it with me, won't you? His love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, say it with me, 
His love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His love endures forever. There's this uh, overwhelming sensation that God loves uh, us. And the, the author, uh, presumably David, most scholars believe it was David, Matthew Henry, Charles Spurgeon believe it was David. Uh, David was overwhelmed with God's love for him. Uh, and I, as I mentioned earlier, when uh, the year uh, had started a year, year ago, um, I know that uh, we had a team of adults managing the children's ministry. Um, we had some volunteers, stellar volunteers, managing the student ministry. And we made a bold move. We, we actually pursued hiring someone that could help move us, not just in children's ministry forward, but also in student ministry. This would be a, a very strategic thinking uh, uh, pastor. And I remember thinking uh, when we got all the applications, how are we ever going to find someone with this kind of administrative ability? Uh, you see verses 5 through 7. They describe the kind of um, anguish that we all feel when we're faced with a difficult circumstance. In my anguish, um, I cried to the Lord, and he answered by setting me free. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Don't you want to have that kind of attitude? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than it is to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Uh, there's a little reference to Jesus' ministry in that he did not entrust himself to men entirely uh, because he knew what was in man. Here, David is just making it very clear that his total trust was in God. And it's not, it's not either or. Either you trust God or you trust men. It's both. Um, we should be developing the capacity to trust others. You should be surrounding yourself with people you can trust. Um, but ultimately, the person you really trust to provide and to lead is God. And a year ago, we were looking for the right team to develop our ministry to the next generation of, um, of young people in Natomas. One out of every three Natomas residents is uh, age newborn through 18. And uh, we prayed for God's leading. Our elders were all involved in our search. And uh, we got lucky. <laughs> Not really. We, God blessed us with uh, someone from uh, Louisville, uh, Kentucky, who loved basketball and was excited about coming to a community here uh, with his wife and daughter, uh, Kim and Alicia, in that order, uh, coming to a community here that was really very unengaged or disengaged from Christ and disinterested, actually, are some of the words used to describe our community when it comes to uh, Christ. And uh, he accepted our invite. And it's been so exciting to me, uh, not just to have uh, Jeremy, but in our office, he has a team member in Nadine Taghap. Now, I think I saw Nadine back there. It may not, it may be somebody else, but she has been such a gift to us. She's just a tenacious worker. Uh, she's uh, just just a joy to have in the office. And it's so fun to see their team members. One of their team members I want to talk about, just a couple of them, uh, one is Helena Gemelli. She's been with Adventure for a decade plus. And she has just, at this kind of empty nest of her life, 
decided to jump into children's ministry. And so she went down with the team to Mariner's Church down in Newport um, sometime this year and got some extra training. What a gift she is just to see her light up and use her gifts for the Lord. Um, There's another uh, U.S. Air Force uh, firefighter that we have uh, serving Young 20-something, I want to say his name. Jeremy, are you in here? What's his name? Jeremy, you need to come to first service next time. Uh, uh, Just kidding you. Uh, I think his name is Kale. Uh, Anyways, neat young man uh, who's single and just wants to give his energy and time to uh, to the students. And so he's investing extra time into our young students. What's exciting about the student ministry is we have 15 to 20 adults who are investing in the lives of young people. And we have a a growing team that's going to help us reach the next generation. If you count the volunteers that serve currently in the elementary ministry and the volunteers that serve in the student ministry, there are about 60 volunteers that give their time. Isn't that exciting? 60 volunteers. I'm just amazed at what they're doing. I'm so grateful. God provided in our difficulty, he provided in your anguish this year, (laughs) as David wrote in my anguish, uh, I cried to the Lord for what do you have to give thanks this year that God really stepped up and did something where he, he provided something in your life that you did not expect. And it was totally his victory. Uh, what was yours? Um, how did he give you something that, uh, Wow, was just awesome. Um, maybe, maybe for you it was special. For me, I've, I've pursued health and fitness for about six or seven years. And uh, I have a life insurance policy. I, I've, I was a little higher risk than some uh, because of high blood pressure in my, um, in my, I think it was my late 30s. And uh, I fought to work hard to take care of myself, and I wanted to get re-examined because I wanted a preferred rate for the next 22 years. And you know what I'm talking about? That's, that's, that's a, if you know what a, it, it saved me thousands of dollars. And uh, the gal came in to check me out in November on my, ha- the nurse, that is, uh, I want to be clear. She came to my house to uh, examine me, took my blood pressure three times. I'm like, would you stop it? Anyways, I passed. I got select preferred rate for my life insurance policy, and it, it was a huge victory. I give God all the credit for helping me be disciplined with my diet and exercise um, starting today. Uh, <laughs> I have enjoyed the last month. That is for sure. For what, what did God get you through in the last year that, for which you need to say thank you? I think when we say thank you to God, we're conveying to God, I know you love me. <laughs> thank you. I know you love me. When we say thank you, we're saying to God, I know you love me. Uh, thank you is such an important word to teach or response to teach your kids. Please and thank you. <laughs> uh, we took it a step further and taught our kids, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. We were told that it would help them get jobs someday and keep jobs. And it's so far proven true. Please and thank you. Huge words in our relationship with God. They were big for David as well, saying thank you. Let me continue reading in verse 10. All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They swarmed me like bees, but they... 
died out as quickly as burning thorns in the name of the Lord. I cut them off. David continues to give reference to the name of the Lord, the power of the Lord, the strength of the Lord. And then he says in verse 15, I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. I want to come back to that peace. Um, verse 15, shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand has lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die, but live, and will proclaim what the Lord has done. Love this little piece. It reminds me of another need we had last year. Another milestone for us was to find a full-time worship and creative arts director and to transition uh, from what you experienced here with Warren and Rochelle to a new worship artist in a God-fearing, God-honoring way. Uh, transitioning a worship arts director is the hardest transition to do for a congregation. Very difficult. Because, uh, for example, Lauren and Michelle have been guiding our hearts for half a decade, almost six years. And uh, they wanted to go full-time into their work in Sacramento, which Adventure continues to underwrite. Uh, but we needed someone full-time here to lead us in worship and develop our arts community. And we were recommended this Natasha Ponticelli Barber. And she started in mid-July. She's been here just under six months. And I can't tell you how grateful I am for her. She did a great job. If you were here at the 3.30 uh, Christmas Eve service, we had a full house here. And it was just a special night. I'm grateful for her. There's a lot of things to be grateful for about her. Uh, I want to tell you a couple things that are unique about her. One that she doesn't know. I was told shortly after we hired her that if we had passed on her, there was a national search being done uh, by one of the largest churches in the country. They were looking for a vocalist, <laughs> just a vocalist. And uh, she was the candidate that a group was going to recommend uh, to this church, Willow Creek uh, Church in uh, Chicago, a small church. Of, of, of they, they run about 50,000 on Easter Sunday, and they were looking just for a vocalist, <laughs> and Natasha was the one they were going to recommend. Uh, I don't know if they found their vocalist yet. I actually don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm really grateful for the opportunity we have to hear her. She, there's something else about her that I hope you'll get to experience in the future. She has a unique gift of uh, imitation. They say she can imitate any Disney voice there ever has been. And she also can imitate a lot of foreign accents. We heard her Russian the other day in the office. It's hilarious. So I hope on a Sunday, wouldn't you like that? To be entertained with a little Russian accent. She'll have others too, but she's just been a joy. She's in Southern California uh, with her parents who attend a shepherd church led by Dudley Rutherford. Uh, we have unique uh, same friends, and uh, just I've encouraged her to just clock out this week and get downtime with her mother, who is uh, undergoing chemotherapy for her lung cancer right now, and uh, so be keeping her uh, wonderful mother Leslie uh, in your prayers as uh, and Natasha and Nate as they go down and just enjoy. They're in their second year of marriage. Enjoy some time away, and not think about work. That's what I've asked her to do. I was thrilled she had to keep her laptop here so she would truly get to rest. Uh, 
God provided this need, a worship artist who could really develop vocalists. And you can see we've got new millennials on stage and uh, new artists that have joined us, new Generation Xers, Tina Aguilar, uh, and others who've really stepped up. Another gal that's been fun is Cindy, who owns the and operates the Natomas um, music studio right by our office. So she plays violin for us. She played on at our candlelight service on, uh, I was going to say Easter Sunday, on Christmas Eve. And uh, just a great young gal who's pursuing the Lord. It's exciting to have her. And ironically, she just for free said, hey, I know you, you need a music studio. You can use my studio. And so our band practices in her studio. Can you believe that kind of generosity? It's just, it's great. God met that milestone of providing us a a worship and creative arts director. Uh, Let Israel say, say it with me, his love endures forever. Let's try it again. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. I think when we say thank you, we're saying to God, I know. (laughs) I know you love me. Yesterday in my house, it was, I'd had, I still was recovering from prime rib, and I really thought it was time to go to something healthier, um, prime, rib, prime rib leftovers. And my, my wife, and then my wife said, you know we have fish, and I was like, we do, don't we? It needs to be eaten, doesn't it? I said, okay, well, don't cook it. I'll cook it myself. I didn't want her to have to do it. I want her to chill this week. And uh, I went in to clean up and came in, and she'd already cooked it, and I said, Melissa, thank you. When you say thank you, you're saying, I know you love me. You're saying, I know you you care for me to a friend, to God. You're saying, thank you, I know you love me. And that's what David's saying here throughout. I've been uh, so grateful for what's happened in worship and creative arts this year. Um, I also want to take a moment and celebrate what God's done in our Compassion 365 ministry. It has been Honestly, just an incredible team that helped us provide, I don't know how many gifts to young people uh, at the greenhouse. Does anyone know the number? $400. Does anyone know the number? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't know, 70 to 100 gifts that we provided for children in that very high per capita, uh, dense um, children per capita population in the apartment complex off Garden Highway and uh, Northgate. Uh, we provided gifts for families that weren't able to buy their kids gifts. Um, I've been excited that the Compassion Ministry uh, early this month provided and distributed 200 winter jackets. On a day like today, I'm thrilled that they provided 200 winter jackets to homeless. That they serve the homeless a couple times a month. Um, we heard stories in November, about families needing food and Compassion 365 simultaneously providing turkeys and gift certificates to rest to to uh, to grocery stores, just was thrilling to see the Holy Spirit provide right through them, or to provide housing for um, a graduate family of a Family Promise. They just meet needs right on. And uh, when I think of the Compassion Ministry, I think of this verse. Um, in David's psalm, he says, uh, I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Love that. Uh, I love this, this kind of place of uh, feeling like you're about to fall, but the Lord helped me. You ever feel like you're about to fall? <laughs> 
You ever feel like you go through something that's just way bigger than you? <laughs> we, uh, as a church, I think we probably this week, I'm not exaggerating here, we probably experienced one of the toughest losses we've had this week, uh, or I should say last week. We didn't talk about it on Christmas Eve, but we lost a beloved student. Christmas Eve day. <laughs> Age 14, a freshman at this school, and a, uh, a part of our adventure, uh, student ministry, uh, Kiara Gomes. Uh, a week ago today, she started experiencing stomach pains, and uh, she was told initially that she just had um, a stomach flu. And uh, so she went home, and it got worse. She was taken by an emergency medical vehicle to UC Davis uh, late Monday night, early Tuesday morning, and uh, her inflammation in her stomach began to shut down her whole body. Uh, She went into cardiac arrest uh, four times uh, between Tuesday night and uh, late 11 o'clock hour, uh, the morning of Christmas Eve. And the UC Davis medical team did the very best they could, um, but they could not, uh, they couldn't save her. Uh, She passed away uh, shortly before noon on Christmas Eve. This is a unique young lady. Uh, She's the uh, daughter of uh, Brandon and Andrea Gomes. Um, She, in October, I got a phone call from her mother saying that uh, they, uh, that her daughter, uh, Kiara is her name, Q-U-I-A-R-A, that Kiara wanted to be baptized on her 14th birthday. And uh, she wanted her dad to be baptized with her. And so we baptized her at the club at Thomas Park. I'm sure we'll have pictures later um, this week or, or next. And uh, she baptized her dad, too, uh, right there at the club at Thomas Park on a warm day in October. And we lost her on uh, Thursday, Christmas Eve of last week. And the cause of death is unknown. According to her mother last night at the candlelight vigil, uh, there have been 40 tests to try to uh, ascertain exactly what happened. No one knows at this point. They're continuing to try to research. Uh, But I want to call on adventure to realize that, and I knew this day would come when we would lose people unexpectedly. Um, I want us to be a church that can really care for people when they're really struggling. And uh, we get an opportunity to do that with the Gomes family. Uh, I shared with uh, Robin, who's on our Compassion 365 team. I shared this with Robin on uh, Christmas Eve. And uh, I was so just distracted. I'd been at the hospital uh, that day with the family. I was just so distracted. I didn't realize that, uh, that the Gomes family was in Robin and James Moore's community group, and they're like, the Gomes, they got it, and have jumped all over uh, getting ready to help the family. Uh, these, are, these are the things the churches go through. On the, on the bright side, there's some great wins that have happened um, this, this week. Um, there are others. Esther Score is, uh, should be in town. She's come back from North Dakota, suffering from a stroke. She's recovered significantly. We're excited to have her back. Uh, my dear friend, Sterling Royal, he's been in the Thomas community for years, had a major heart attack a week ago tonight, and his wife really just saved him. Uh, and uh, other wins, we had, a, we had a newborn baby we'll be dedicating um, today, uh, Dylan Robert, who was born on Tuesday last week to Matt and Laura Larson, some great wins. 
This, it's hard not to take this loss of Kiara as what it is, a loss. We prayed. I said, Jesus, you're the great physician. You can heal her. For whatever reason, he chose not to. Um, but we still give him praise and trust him. So be praying for the Gomes family uh, and understand that we go through loss like this. This happens. And uh, we'll, we'll provide you more uh, details on her services. It's on Facebook. If you want to see more pictures of her, you'll be able to see those on our adventure account. Let's take a moment right now. The, even the executive director of the Performing Arts uh, Academy here, uh, Charlie Leo, uh, asked us to extend prayers for the Gomes family. Uh, and I think it's appropriate that we do it uh, right now. So why don't you just uh, take a moment and in your own words, uh, ask God to pour out his love and peace and mercy uh, on this family. Brandon and Andrea Gomes lost their 14-year-old daughter, Kiara, to an unknown cause of death on Christmas Eve at noon. Heavenly Father, sometimes you don't answer our prayers uh, the way we think they ought to be answered. Uh, and so we grieve, but we don't grieve like men and women who have no hope. We have hope. We know that uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with you. And uh, we're grateful that, that Kiara is present with you now. And uh, we just pray that you'll give us strength to uh, really um, live our lives in a way that cherishes the people we're around every day and uh, conveys to others just how much they matter to us. And I pray that our church will really rise to uh, surround this family and love them. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> this psalm has some moments in it that are, uh, that are really heart-wrenching. Verses 22 through uh, 24 is just that. Uh, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This reference is actually made throughout the New Testament uh, to Jesus Christ. Uh, there is an anecdote describing the building of Solomon's temple in about 1000, about 970 uh, BC. All of the stones were actually hewn outside of the city of Jerusalem on the northwest uh, quadrant of the city so that no um, mortar or no spackle could be heard in the city gates of Jerusalem. All the rocks were hewn on the northwest side of the city and then transported to the city and placed perfectly uh, in Jerusalem for the first temple of Solomon. There is an anecdote. I don't know if it comes from the Talmud or uh, the Jewish commentary, but there's an anecdote that indicates that uh, a stone, the cornerstone, was delivered. A smaller stone was delivered to Jerusalem, and the uh, con construction uh, team didn't know what to do with it, and so they just placed it aside. They uh, tossed it aside. They didn't know what to do with it. And time passed, and they were looking for the capstone, and they went back to the northwest part of the city and said, where's the capstone? And they said, we gave it to you several days ago. And they went back and found that they had taken the capstone and just set it aside, threw it in some bushes. In the same way, when Jesus came to Jerusalem, he was rejected by his own people. 
and uh, that was according to God's plan. He was rejected uh, and ended up suffering on a Roman cross because he was accused of uh, likening himself to be the Son of God. And for the Hebrews, that was blasphemy. And he, because he claimed to be God's son, he was crucified. Um, he was considered accursed and rejected. And so in this psalm, written by King David, he's actually speaking forth a messianic prophecy about the rejection that Jesus experienced. I wonder if you've experienced rejection in any way this year that's been difficult for you. I hope you'll look back on it as a blessing that God perhaps was protecting you from something and wanting to honor his name through you, just like he honored Jesus' name by his own rejection. In just a moment, we're going to pass out the elements that we use every Sunday to remember the rejection of Jesus. His, his body and blood are both symbolized in the bread and juice and our communion is open to all believers. If, uh, if your children are here, they can participate at your own discretion. You'll just want to explain it to them. Um, and I encourage you to take this time and look back and give thanks to the Lord. Uh, his love endures forever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your willingness to allow your son the vulnerability of experiencing rejection. And... Thank you for giving us the opportunity to experience rejection because it gives you a chance to glorify your name through us and to show us that we don't need to put all our hope in men, trusting in man or princes, but we put our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. As the communion is being passed out, you can participate at your own speed.